today I I uh, am wearing a flamingo shirt because I'm calling it Flamingo Fridays, uh, and that's just the way it's going to be. Uh, I'm a big fan of printed shirts. I did not realize that I liked little figurines of things on my person until uh, my 40s. I don't know if that's a 40-year-old thing or not, but I'm embracing it and kind of loving it. You know, I I did the printed shirt thing for a while. Not like that, but like I went for patterns for a while. And then mm-hmm. now, I'm, now I'm just like, just give me solids. Just give me, mm-hmm. I'm doing, doing like the Steve Obama Jobs, model. is that it? Or the Obama, which is like, he apparently he had like two or three suits and, and he was like, I don't have time right. to like make decisions about what I wear. And like, I, I don't with, 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 with the, the girls and the dog, mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. just, I just going to put on clothes in the morning. And if I just have easy stuff, then it's just easy. Yeah, no, I get that too. There's uh, the minimalist approach is great. Shirt. Was that good for you for your flamingo shirt? Oh, I love it. It's fantastic. You know why flamingos are pink? Because they are uh, in the sun all day. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> have no they idea. are pink because of all the shrimp they eat. So they would be naturally white, but the shrimp turns them pink. Is that for real? That's for real. Oh, wow. That sounds like the type of thing you'd say that sounds true, but you're like, I don't know. And, and it could be that because, I, I mean, that's, I just heard that somewhere and I just I repeated it. I repeated this fact because I'm like chat GPT just repeat things and make things up and say they're facts yeah uh but you know what's interesting is that uh, uh the no, fact that well the fact that uh the flamingo ingests um so many shrimp apparently that it turns itself pink mm-hmm. um we've ingested so much essay feedback from reading kids essays over the year that mm. um it hasn't made us turn pink but i think we both realized that a lot of uh feedback that teachers give students is very similar and we've been kind of hoping for a way to um, kind of up our feedback without without um, having to up our time because we already spent a lot of time. So today in the show, we've got a person that we think is going to help teachers give uh, feedback on written work in a way that's constructive and helpful um, in a formative way. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. <laughs> the bot. Uh, Pat and I are super, uh, super stoked for this guest that's coming out of Bellingham, Washington. We have Eric Keen with us that um, for me, being a former musician, the most fascinating thing is that he's a viola player that also teaches math and math is your main gig. And then on top of that, like you also do all this this comp size stuff. Um, And so I'm kind of interested to hear like how all that stuff came together for you, Eric. Yeah, well, it actually started about um, 12 years ago. Um, I did I did take one coding class in college 5,000 years ago, um, but I had this idea to um, try to create a platform for students to uh, um, get textbooks that were low cost. So this was about 12 years ago. There's a lot about, you know, um, how expensive textbooks were. So mm-hmm. I you know, was like up 24 hours a day learning how to code. I had this like concept in my mind. So I developed a platform for um, uh, people to create textbooks. Uh, it's called, it's more than a textbook, smallish site, but it's been live for about uh, 12 years. 
And wow. that project, um, I just had a bunch of other ed tech projects. And um, my most recent one is I'm the lead developer for um, ADAPT. And that's an online homework system associated with Libre Texts, which uh, some folks um, out there might know about. It's a big OER platform. Um, so I'm just, I'm just really excited about using um, uh, software to solve interesting educational problems. Um, I enjoy it. So that's that's pretty much how I came to uh, become a programmer as well. Okay. What so what what's I mean I know Libra is free, but so what's Libra Text and what's OERs? I'm not, I'm not oh, sure. Okay. I'm totally clear, and I'm sure there's people that are no idea what you're talking about. Sure. No, no worries. So Libra Text it literally is a free textbook platform, um, and OER means an open educational resource. Okay. So that particular project is. Um, Again, I came aboard uh, to this project. It's out of California. Uh, the state of California actually gave this uh, big grant to LibreTax to uh, um, amplify the, that free textbook concept with a free homework system concept. And it's um, something that's free for any student out of California. So that's I've been doing that for a couple of years now. And that, and that, pro that project is still moving along. Wow. So, so what, what kind of... Uh text do we would you find on Libra text and it's like are there like specific titles no, or really anything okay. <laughs> chemistry math uh social sciences um, okay. Spanish, um lots and lots of different uh topics on that one got it okay hmm. okay great so um pat and i when we kind of via social media came across you through anna mills um we uh, got real excited about the program that you wrote called My Essay Feedback. And I think the reason being is that, you know, Pat and I have been teaching English for, you know, 20 years. Um, and there's, you know, writing need, needs lots of feedback. And um, it, it's it's labor time intensive, you know. I mean, even like when I was in school learning to be a teacher, there was this book called Horace's Compromise. And there was this thing about, if Horace spends, you know, three minutes per essay, it's like a word problem, right? And yeah. you have 125 <laughs> students, it's 325 minutes nonstop, yeah. right? So it's five and five and a half hours, right? Sure. Um, and so there's all these ways that teachers try to get feedback through peer review, right? Um, enlisting like peer tutors, um, uh, having them do multiple drafts. And and then, you know, we saw your system and and, and what it could do. And, you know, and Pat played with it more than I did. Um, and it was like, holy smokes, it looks like this thing can like, it, it, it can give really solid formative feedback. And I think anyone who's played with chat GPT is like dump stuff in there to try to get feedback. And it seems kind of hit, hit or miss, right? But, you know, um, we're hoping you can talk a bit about my essay feedback and how, how it came about, sure. and what you were thinking, and then maybe uh, perhaps like a demo. Sure, I'd love to do that. Um, so this all started um, last December when I was um, on vacation. Uh, my family was sleeping and I opened up the New York Times and there's this article about this chat GPT thing. Right. And I got my coffee and I checked out the website and I was just kind of, you know, my mind was just blown um, with what it could do. It was just kind of, uh, I, I just couldn't believe it. And as a yeah. math person, um, you know, people talk about AI. There's also the, this idea of something called machine learning. They're kind mm -hmm. of defined. And several years ago, I did play around with uh, machine learning just for, again, just for like fun type projects. And um, it was uh, cumbersome. It was kind of 
difficult, what was out there to, to work with. And you know, then you went to um, ChatGPT and then all of a sudden you could just type in some questions and boom, came out. Right. So uh, blown away by that. Um, you know, as you mentioned, I'm from the Northwest. A couple of weeks later, I was back home. I was on a hike and um, it just kind of hit me um, that um, with this online homework system that I was creating, which is more kind of, um, you know, multiple choice type questions, that sort of automated feedback uh, for math, for science, that sort of thing. I just started wondering if um, I could somehow hook into ChatGPT's power to create uh, an automated feedback um, process for, um, for writing. So um, it started uh, in that vein. Um, I actually started it as it wasn't my essay feedback, it was my essay grader. And, right. um, you know, it was interesting. I, I uh, showed it to a couple of people and they were both awe-inspired and terrified and uh, <laughs> didn't really go over so well with a lot of people. Um, and then I met Anna Mills, who, who you had mentioned. And uh, if anybody doesn't know her, they should definitely Google her. She is a, uh, a force um, in the world of both writing and AI. And uh -huh. uh, she met me through the LibreText project. And she said, wow, this seems really cool. But um, this really isn't how this tool should be used. It should be used more for formative feedback. So I, okay. I pivoted from there, and um, she provided a lot of um, guidance from the from that from a person who actually teaches English, which I don't do. And mm -hmm. um, then it came uh, into uh, what it is now, which is um, basically a way to efficiently provide students with formative feedback during the revision process. Um, it's not some magical thing that you know will will spit out a grade for your student. It's not something that is meant to replace teachers. It's just something that um, kind of greases the wheels in the middle of that process up to, to speed things up. Eric, can you maybe speak a little bit to, you kind of piqued my interest uh, when you mentioned uh, people being kind of uh, amazed but terrified and then uh, and, and mm -hmm. how Anna's like, no, you really want to use it for formative. Can you maybe walk us through kind of that, that, that logic or maybe that approach, like why formative as opposed to say summative? Um, what, what's the, I guess, the philosophical underpinning of that or the rationale? Can maybe kind of explain that for our audience? Sure. So, you know, one thing I think is that, um, uh, I, I guess I need to say but before I get into that, another reason that I started thinking about this is a lot of people are thinking about um, how students can use ChatGPT to cheat, right? Mm -hmm. Students can just go to the website, ask for sure. an essay, et cetera, et cetera. So to me, if the focus is on summative, and uh, for those folks who are not aware of that term, which I actually wasn't until about a year ago right. for a grade, um, you know, if that's the focus, then you're really basically telling your student, you know, go to ChatGPT, have it write the essay, then some other <laughs> some other ChatGPT program is going to grade it. That doesn't really seem like it's um, right. uh, really pushing us towards what we want our students to do, which is to think critically, mm -hmm. uh, to more about the process. So with the formative push, um, what it really does is, you know, you're a student, you put your essay in, you get this feedback right away, you are engaged in the process um, as opposed to the end result, you know, as opposed right. to the grade. Mm -hmm. So I think it really amplifies what we're um, trying to, um, you know, do for students. You know, and it's interesting to me because it's a little bit different on the math side or the science side, um, having the, you know, having automated feedback for practice 
with, with grades. I think that's actually totally fine on that side of things because those, you're not actually solving the problem. What you're doing is you're, you're giving lots of extra practice for that, if that makes sense. Okay. Right. Yeah. In, the, in the writing, in the writing, it's, I feel like it's a little bit different. Um, we, I think we want to engage students um, completely at the process level, the revision level. Um, and then again, having that formative piece as opposed to, oh, this is your grade, um, will keep students on task with that. Thank you. So I got a, I got a follow-up question. So I've been wondering about this and, and the whole like the back and forth of like, I, I, I was teasing my my juniors um, like last January, February when, when chat GPT like really kind of kind of kind of dropped. Um, well, it was in November, but in January. And I was like, yeah, you, you, you'll write your chat GPT essay and, and I'll have chat GPT graded and then we'll just do that. And they're like, oh man, I don't want that. Right. Well, that's great. But, yeah. But the the holdup was that, I mean, even even if that, you know, that kind of like dark, sarcastic, sad, satirical, like black mirror version of reality happened, right? <laughs> um, I guess what, what struck me is that what you originally you're going to do like something that would auto grade, right? Which means that it's feasible. Right? Like that's another question. Maybe, maybe not. Okay. Uh, you know, the, the problem is like I I wrote I wrote some code to make it um, do chat GPT prompts, get grades back. Um, I honestly don't know if those were reasonable grades or not. Oh, okay. oh I, I, because Pat and I both played with like dumping in AP because we both teach AP AP essays that have that have a score and dumping in the rubric and and then like being like Oh, the first time I did it, it was accurate. The second time it wasn't. And I was like, oh, Eric, right. did you figure out how to make it accurate? Because if you did, that means someone else on the planet did. Right. <laughs> no, which means yeah. it's that consistency is, is the hard thing. Right? Like, how do you keep it consistent? Yeah. Because it always well, this, turns out different things. This to me is actually, um, again, if you think about it in the formative context, if you think mm -hmm. about vision context, the fact that it's not 100% consistent is actually a good thing. Because the other thing that, um, going through this process formatively to ask asking students to to reflect on their essays is it's really asking them to have some sense of AI literacy, you know, right, right. Do, does this feedback make sense? And the truth of the matter is, um, and, and I'll show you when I go through the site, you know, that it actually um, uh, tells students, you know what, the feedback you're getting, it might all not be perfect. Mm -hmm, Some of it right. even be bad. And I actually mm -hmm. think, Again, I think that's not only okay, I think it's actually good in today's society where we're going to, if we're not already being bombarded with AI-infused facts, mm -hmm. we have to have the wherewithal to just, you know, take a second and reflect upon them. You, you well, know, yeah, get used to the systems that are employed and have your own experience of like, oh, it doesn't always be that accurate for my own writing. Right. So therefore, when yeah. it creates something else, then maybe I should be skeptical. Yeah, I, I and yeah, I great I, point. I don't want to say, you know, we we shouldn't believe anything we see, but we should be critical about everything that right. we see, especially yeah. in today's you know, moving well, on to next year for sure. It, se it seems to me too, Eric, that I mean, as you're kind of explaining that, that we, I found, I have found it interesting how when people find errors or issues with say ChatGPT or some of these LLM systems, when, when it's not uh, maybe giving a correct answer, it's hallucinating, whatever, 
it seems as if people want to just say, well, now we can't use it at all. I'm like, well, but we wouldn't do that to people, right? We, I mean, you know, the, the assumption that teachers always get it right is a false assumption. Like we can't right. assume that just because- I get it right all a the time. Teach, well, okay, Mike's the exception. Okay, I see it. There you go. But I, but I got it wrong and I'm a teacher. So there you <laughs> Eric go. and I, we're, so, we're the majority. I didn't know what you're talking about, Patrick. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I just feel like that there's, I mean, I mean, how many times do you have like history teachers teaching histories that are inaccurate it just happens like it's, right it's, or you, you know, there's or you read a kid's essay and you slap a comment on it and you read it again you go ah well yeah. what was I, exactly. I i was spacing right. out when i read that right. well, i'm sorry it just, it's that gonna happens. happen so yeah I, I, it, but I, I feel like chat gpt is gonna probably I, I mean i don't have stats but i would think it would probably get it right more often though than it, your average will, teacher but it, it and well the thing is it will get better it's mm -hmm. it's just, it keep getting better i mean that's another mm -hmm. thing um, you know, that's just the number of parameters in the model, how much mm -hmm. data is put into it. I'm right. sure they have their own kind of error uh, replacement system in there. So um, it will keep getting better. Right, sure. right. When you still have to use it for your purposes, which may or may not, the results may not be quite what you're looking for, for whatever that reason. So yes. um, yeah, okay, cool. Well, uh, how about uh, showing us around my essay feedback and um, we'd love to love to love to see a demo of it. I think anyone else who's listening, we're probably gonna probably try to like, narrate what we're seeing as you go, since this is most mostly a podcast. When we'll put it on YouTube, cool. Um, we'll clip out Eric's uh, demo here. But but if you're in your car right now or walking your dog, which is when I listen to stuff, um, we'll kind of try to at least you know show you what we're seeing. Okay, so basically the gist of it is you, um, you're an instructor and you create a course. Um, I have a course created here. Um, I try to make things as straightforward as possible, again, because I teach as well. Um, you just need to give it a name, um, a term, and then uh, students can either enter using an access code that you give them or Canvas, Blackboard, Moodle, so through your LMS. So uh, once the course is created, um, you just have to create an assignment. So again, I've created one already. Uh, you just give it a name, uh, provide some instructions, mm -hmm. and then the type of feedback that um, you'd like the AI system to um, uh, be using. So right now I have uh, about seven or eight types of feedback. I'll talk a little bit more about how to make new feedback, but basically you can choose one of the ones that you have here and you can get more information about that particular feedback um, there's a button right next to it um, to show you that information. And, and to be clear, Eric, so real quick, with your type of feedback, there are names within them, right? So like you have one to click on Anna Mills for like feedback on a thesis, right? So is it is it fair to say that when they pull up that type of feedback, those are the that's the prompt essentially that she generated and it's attributed that's, to her, is that correct? So that, that's, that's, right. that's the source of it? Okay. That's it's exactly like, right. here's Anna's here's Anna's writing brain. That's exactly right. Yeah, and okay. Anna, along with, and I'll, I'll show you this in a few minutes, but Anna, along with um, several other instructors, were kind enough to create, I haven't created any feedback, they've created their feedback, and they have made it public, so that anybody can use their feedback. Okay, great. Awesome. So, so does that mean that others could also contribute types of feedback or prompts, or is it, or like how to, I don't want to detract from uh, I guess the the direction you're heading, but is that something that's available or? Yeah, that's exactly right. And in fact, the the two main pieces of the website are, you know, creating the course and the assignment, and then creating new feedback. And that's that's pretty okay. much it. And I'll show you that piece after we go through an assignment. 
I'm super excited about this. I, I've got a great question. I want to tie it to to Ethan Mock later. That oh my gosh. Okay, I might super geek out on you. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I'll just put right. it in it. I'll let you go. <laughs> so then, optionally, as an instructor, you can say whether you want your students to have a feedback reflection or not. Um, and I'll I'll show you what that looks like. Whether you want them to have a revision plan as part of it. I'll show you that in a minute. And then the grading is not AI grading. I want to be very clear about that. The AI is purely, did they complete the tasks that you asked them to? So in this case, the student will get credit if they just upload an essay and view the response. You could say that they need to ask the AI system a follow-up question or at least- Very nice. Um, the student will get credit if they have at least five words in their feedback reflection. The student will get credit if they have at least five words in their revision plan. So that's the gist of the assignment. Optionally, if you're not into this, you can grade it manually. So put in whatever grade you want, or you don't even, don't even need to assign a grade. So, so, right, so that, be... that right there is a huge time saver. Mm -hmm. Like if you're just wanting to see if the kid, the student, um, viewed the response, yeah. or if you're like, I want you to have a, you know a feedback reflection because it auto grades it, and you can just quickly look and be like. Oh, five of my 125 didn't, and I can circle back and and catch up with them. That's exactly right. But, Otherwise, but, you have to click through everything, right? So, so Eric, there you're saying though that like if if I write a paper, a student writes a paper, they submit it, and then uh, it's almost kind of like two assignments. There's the assignment of writing the paper itself, and then there's the assignment of actually doing getting the feedback, like eliciting the feedback essentially, and it can kind of track that. Is what you're saying? That's exactly right. So again, okay, we. We're focusing on this student engagement throughout the process. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so um, let me go into the assignment. So this is the instructor view. Nobody's uploaded anything yet. And all the instructors get a student view button so that they can actually see what the heck the thing looks like. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here we see the assignment will get full credit. I'm a student. If I upload an essay, write at least five words for my feedback reflection and write at least five words um, in my revision plan. So let me actually do that. I'm gonna um, paste in some content. <clears throat> well, and so as Eric's uh, kind of pulling that together, uh, you know, for our, our listeners, obviously they can, they'll be able to check this out on YouTube. We'll have it posted so much like with mm -hmm. like said, Dan Jones episode we had, you know, you can take a look and see how this uh, website functions. Of course, you can always go to myessayfeedback.ai, right? Right. Uh, and that's uh, how you how you get into it. And I think there's like an access code associated with it. Is that right? Yeah, uh, that's exactly right. So yeah. um, you could just uh, do the contact on the contact form, um, shoot me an email, and I'd be happy to give out. Right. right. Okay. All right. So I'm the student. What I did is I pasted in my text and I hit enter and immediately the um, AI system is providing feedback again, based on the, what the instructor wanted the feedback to um, entail. Okay. Um, if you'll notice, I haven't gotten any credit yet for completing this um, because the AI system has not completed its response yet. And if the student just leaves right now and closes their browser, they won't get their credit. A couple of, of other things as it is uh, um, giving me more information, the students able to view their content alongside, which might be helpful for them. Mm. And I nice. mentioned, 
So, so okay, so you're saying that the yeah, just for our viewers or listeners, they had the feedback on one side and the essay on the other, so they're kind of like matched up. Um, right. uh, so it's easier to kind of follow the two, so you're not toggling between say tabs or something like that. Exactly. Okay. Um, students are allowed to ask a follow up question down here, and it would just you know produce more information. Um, looks like I got my credit for uploading the essay, so okay. I'm going to get my credit for the feedback reflection. Um, there's some text here to kind of inspire students what they might want to have in their feedback reflection. A couple of right. questions. Does the feedback seem to accurately reflect what you wrote? So again, it's it's having them reflect upon it. What do you think of any suggestions offered, mm -hmm. et cetera? Those, so gonna... those are great because uh, because I, I I can picture a student going through this and saying, well, what I what do I even ask, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. So at least it gives them some options. And, and the more they use it, the more kind of accustomed to the, to the types of questions they could even ask. And maybe they stick with the ones that are prescribed here, or maybe they start kind of generating, generating their own or, or modify them. Uh, exactly. So that, that's brilliant. And these are from, to give credit where credit is due, Anna Mills wrote these. Right. So, Thank you. Anna. These are these yeah. are very familiar feeling questions. <laughs> if, you, if you've taught writing for a while, you, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so I, pro. I wrote she's my five words of my feedback reflection for the folks at home. I just wrote SDF, SDF, SDF. <laughs> And that's exactly what my sophomores will do. Yeah. <laughs> so I got <laughs> I got I did it. I got the credit. Here's my revision plan, blah, 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 blah. Right. Okay. So click save. Um, before I close this tab, I wanted to point out a couple of other features here. Um, students can contact their instructors through a form up on top. Doesn't work for the test student, but for everybody else, it does work. And the instructor will get a link, which basically brings that brings this student's assignment directly up. So you don't need to like hunt around for it or anything. Oh, wow, it's awesome. And then another piece of this is I talked about earlier interpreting the feedback that not all the feedback is going to be good. And again, wow. I'm, I think that's great. You know, uh, interpreting the feedback, there's a um, pop up here, one of the bullet points. Some of the feedback may be bad, may um they get what the essay says wrong and may not align with your purpose as a writer. So these are things mm -hmm. that students should be thinking about. Mm -hmm. um, they shouldn't just be taking this for, you know, it is it is what it is. It, we want them to be thinking critically. So I guess um, I think I mentioned it, but AI literacy is a big part of this uh, platform. Mm -hmm. I, right. I love that, too, because it's uh, for, for those teachers who are just trying to get their feet wet with AI and they're not too... Um... I guess well versed on it yet they can look at that and say oh that and, and it makes sense it's pretty straightforward and clear but it's a nice reminder for them too uh, or or it gives them something to share with the students say hey check this out just so you're aware well, uh, that's that's nice it's instant usable for anyone that's taught writing and has done feedback it is just it's just like hey you can like a lot of our freshman teachers will um like just work on thesis like opening paragraph mm -hmm. and thesis right and like you just drop it in here and they can they can get feedback and rework and get feedback and rework yeah. and get feed, you know, it's just, exactly. and you don't have to prompt chat GPT. You don't have to understand it. You can just go focus on the thesis. I want thesis feedback. Mm -hmm. and, and once you get used to the system, you can be like, you can probably write your own, right? Like I want you to. That's right. And we'll get to that as well in just a second. All right. Um, I'll, I'll stop talking. I'll... <laughs> no, you're, you're like the perfect lead in guy. 
<laughs> so, speaking of things, like, <laughs> well, this is all it. rehearsed. It's all scripted. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, we. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so closing this modal, uh, this pop, you'll see now the student gets their green. Uh, they got their credit for all of these things. So they upload the essay. They had the feedback reflection, and they had the revision plan. They can always go back and and open it back up to take a look at what they did. And exiting the student view, you'll see that now the instructor has exactly what the student just saw. So they can see this right. in an organized manner. In addition, um, to kind of close the feedback loop, the instructor can add their own feedback. There why, it is. why did you say SDF, SDF, SDF? Well, because before I did SDF, SDF, it's just way easier to type. <laughs> <laughs> and your response as a teacher oh, is blah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. That was blah, 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 blah. Okay. That's great, though, because because then you can see what they've actually said. You can see how they're engaging with right. it. Um, exactly. That's that's super important. Exactly. Exactly. So um, that really is the gist of it. Uh, the other piece of the puzzle then is, hey, you know, how do I even get those types of feedback. So just right. as a reminder, let me go back to editing this assignment. Um, we saw that there were whatever, about 10 or, or so types of feedback here. So now what I'm going to do- there is, there is even an annotated bib polish one I just saw. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd like that, right. Pat. I just got excited. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm more of a fan of just, just bibliographies or work cited more than annotated ones, but- just the fact that like anything around that is just kind of oh. <laughs> he's got you in that sweet spot doesn't it, it did it did it did <laughs> he's talking my love language michael wow <laughs> actually he was when he was talking about hiking because uh i know i was telling I him i was like because i was born out in washington i love that state been oh. over near north cascades it's so beautiful out That's there exactly. um man i yeah i wouldn't have a problem living out there at all <laughs> we'll do a live show next time there we Thank go you. there we go um, all right, so I just clicked clicked on the types of feedback um, tab, and that's the only other piece of the uh, puzzle here. And Listen, uh, this is like a list of all the, the the prompts for the feedback. So if you were if you were kind of looking for something, you could quickly go through there. And yeah, so so what Eric's showing, if you're driving your car, or walking your dog, is it's just like this big. It's not a spreadsheet. It's just like a big scrolly page, but it has like a name like. What I'm looking at, it says paragraph structure and sentence flow, and it has guidelines and then initial instructions, and then the person who did it. Right. Yeah. So you can quickly scan through and like the next one is thesis, effective use of evidence, right? Like if that's what you want your kids to be focused on, right? And you could you could try that one out. Can, can I ask kind of a I don't know if this is too nerdy of a question, but like I'm looking at all this list that you're scrolling through, and like if, if enough people are using it, it's gonna get unwieldy, right? So is there some sort of structural organizational sort of mechanism that is or will be in place so that if say teachers start using this uh you're not in your head and you're like i know where you're going with this so it can maybe speak to it because it would be a, a lot a to sorting filter hats. through or is there like a ranking that could be done so that people like these are really good or you know what i mean i literally had somebody ask that same question at a another zoom that i had early this morning um once um i, I don't i have to be honest i don't even really look at these okay. you know these are these are instructor yeah um, and yeah, it's getting kind of long. So mm -hmm. I'm put in something that is basically you. You said the same thing that he said, which was you know sort by most popular, search mm -hmm. by author, um, maybe do a keyword search. Um, yeah, that's actually on my yeah. list of things to do next yeah. week. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. That'd so be, that'd be a wonderful feature to have. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so these green bookmarks, remember I had a, uh, a subset of this in my assignments. So I can either bookmark or not bookmark one just to keep it manageable within my own. Um, remember oh. with the assignments, we only saw about 10 of them. So right now this one is within my list. Now it's not in my list anymore. Okay. Um, and then finally, you can um, create your own feedback if you'd like. So you just give it a name. Mm -hmm. Then you decide if it's public or not. So there are other types of feedback in the platform that people do not want to share. And that's totally sure. up to you. So the ones that we see here are public ones. Well, so um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I finished that. I, I was, I was going to jump in with a, a note on that. No, please. Oh, what was, so, so Mike and I both came to um, an essay, a recent essay by Ethan Malik. Uh, where he's talking about, and I'm going to butcher the word because I'd, I'd never seen it before. Oh, but the grimoires or the yeah, gr grimoires or something. It's like a, basically a spell book is what he's calling them. Index. Yeah. And he's basically saying what would be great is for, I think he's, I don't know if it's necessarily in education, but definitely businesses. And I think the the, the next step is like educations or de departments creating their own kind of spell books, if you will, of prompts that work and that yes. are effective. And so it seems to me with this, if you're using yours, and it's uh, if you don't want to public, make it private. You could you're, you could have yours private towards, and I'm assuming you could presumably you could share it with people like within your departments, like at Mike's uh, Mike and my school. We could say, hey, our department has our own prompts, and then you've got that available to you. No one else can has access if you don't want them to. But is that you're nodding? Yeah, like that sounds right. Nodding, that's a great idea. I thank you, I, thank you. I'm actually gonna put it on my little list here. Sweet. Um, so private by groups. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I mean, I think that actually makes sense because, you know, different, definitely different, um, high schools, colleges, they def definitely have a different culture in terms mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, what they want the feedback to either have or not have. And quite frankly, maybe you don't want to share your, your type of feedback with other right. people for whatever reason. And that's totally fine. Right. Well, not to mention you have different levels, different courses. Uh, you might need to modify them just a little bit for whatever thing, or you just change stuff up. The curriculum just shifts, you know, and you just want to modify it. So uh, that's all helpful. Great, great. I, I didn't mean to derail you too much. So, so you're talking about the public uh, domain and license and private and private domain option. Exactly. So basically, um, again, the public one means if you want to share it or not, um, you get to choose what your license is for it. And I have mm -hmm. information about the different licenses here for people to read about. Okay. Um, and then you decide what your instructions are. So my prompt, I'm going to make it a little silly, but find two positive things about this essay. So that's that's my feedback. Okay. Sure. Then um, guardrails, I have it set up so that if students ask any questions not related to your instructions, mm -hmm. the AI system is going to say, sorry, I can't talk to you about cats. You ask okay. about cats. Um, then the guidelines, you could think of this as like a meta piece of information that gets carried through the entire conversation. So for example, you're an English teacher teaching a first year composition class provide helpful feedback to the student, but don't provide specific rewrites, even if asked. Mm -hmm. this, this will be carried through the conversation. So once I do that, um, I can um, grab some content to test it out. And it's probably a good idea to test out your prompt to see if it is responding um, in a way that um, you know, you're expecting. So here, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. 
Well, I was going to say, as you're, as you're kind of, as this is kind of generating response uh, for, for the audience there, it, so this idea that you're not, that you're specifically telling it not to provide rewrites uh, is super helpful if you're trying to prevent, you know, concerns of plagiarism uh, and you want it to function as a, an actual tutor, right? Exactly. An AI tutor. So that's, that's the key kind of thing there. Cause I know that obviously we've, we talked to Agnosium about the concerns with plagiarism and, and the, and just passing the AI fork as your own, but that's one kind of almost like a, a fail safe or like a check or guardrail, if you will, to kind of to say, no, we actually want you to use this as a tool. And here's in the system, we'll actually build that guardrail in for you if you want to do that. So that's, that's uh, quite helpful. Exactly. That's exactly right. So it, um, it did what it was asked. It gave uh, two positive acts aspects and it also gave uh, three suggestions for improvement. Okay. Um, so at this point, if I'm happy with it, I can save it. I'm not going to save it because this is a silly one. Um, and But the bottom line is some name would then pop up as a new type of feedback because that's what I called it. And right. I would be able to use it and other people would be able to use it because I had set this as public. Okay. So that's the, that's the gist of it. Um, but yeah, that's the other piece of the puzzle, um, creating a feedback type, if you're interested, um, to use within uh, your assignment. Okay. Yeah, that, that's, that's excellent. I, you know, Mike had mentioned before that I've been, I was playing around with it. Um, you know, it's been, we've, we just started the school year. So, uh, we've been holding every, which direction you can imagine. And then some, uh, and Mike and I are working on some stuff with our district right now, we're really excited about, but, um, I remember when I was going through it. And um, I, I, I had it look at, um, actually, it was funny as I, I took a chat GPT essay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that incidentally, I don't know if I mentioned in a previous episode, I actually had put it in to, um, was it zero GPT to see if it could detect it? And it said it was 100% human. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I got oh. the, I think the, um, you know, somebody can prove me wrong in this, but I feel like the, the whole plagiarism thing, it's a losing battle in terms yeah. of determining it's, whether it's it's a, and the, the problem is there are some students who actually um i'm sure write in the style of chat gpt that's right. just how they write um so that, that's you know I've, I've read articles about this it's kind of problematic um i i think kind of think the plagiarism thing it's like it's the wrong question to ask it's almost like let it's almost like that's why again i'm i'm jazzed on this which is more right. uh, you know what how can how can we kind of turn it around to something um positive well, so taking that into account, I, um, if if that's the wrong question to ask, what what do you think the right question to ask would be? Then is it more about focusing on like uh, like process or something else? I mean, that's exactly okay. what I should be um, uh, used for, and okay. I use it all the time. You know, when I'm coding, it's part. It's not. It's not. It's not doing the whole program for me, but within the process, if I have questions, right. I can't quite figure this piece out. Um, right. It's it's allowing me to to move past that and perhaps focus on more important um, things that I should be focusing right. on. Well, and the the thing I want to kind of add too is when I was playing around with it, it was um, I, I so I I plugged in this essay, this ChatGPT essay, and it gave me some really good res you know uh, it was a kind of like the comprehensive sort of feedback that I think Anna Mills uh, had had uh, put together. And then I thought, well, I want to take a look at, at the thesis, much like yours doing there, and it was so. Um, detailed and it gives so much great information and mm -hmm. it gave options right so it, it would be like you know you know you could take your essay in this direction or that direction or, or, or a few others and i said okay well and i i looked at one of them and i said well how would you, i think i said something like how would you generate this thesis using say like rhetorical questions or something like that and it gave me that and then it, and it kind of but it kept like 
giving me different sort of like approaches and, and ways that I could develop it and explain why they work, uh, which I thought was just excellent. And, and it was so cogent uh, and clear that I was like, oh man, I'm like that. And, and it was the explanations. I think this is where Mike and I were particularly impressed is that it's, it's, it's not just a matter of the being fast, like that's part of it, but it's also just really good feedback and, <laughs> and better than what I can put together. I mean, it's just, it's, and so like, why wouldn't we use it? And that's the thing that, that, that I think when teachers kind of see the capabilities of these AI programs and ISA feedback just does it so darn well. I mean, we were showing it to our district people and they're like, oh my God, this is nuts. And one of them actually used to work in English at our sister school. And she was just like, oh man, she's like that. That's really impressive. And we're like, this is huge. This is huge. And so uh, I'm just really, really excited about trying to, to integrate this. Um, I honestly, in some ways more than chat GPT itself, uh, because for English teachers, anyways, it, I think this is huge. I mean, it, it is, I, I can, I can see this working so easily in so many different contexts. Um, so I, anyhow, yeah. I, I don't know if Mike wants, wants to, uh, maybe jump uh, in or chime in or if Eric, you want it's to pretty funny because my computer just totally crashed. I know. I was trying to, I was trying to, I, yeah, hold on like, it blue screened on me and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, it, it did the, the thing that, that that always does is like once it crashed and rebooted, it was like, why well, we are gonna we have to update the whole system. Oh Lord. <laughs> right, right. Oh man. <laughs> right. Yep, Didn't ask yep. me, it's like, we're gonna update. I'm like, okay. Um I just, I have no idea what the past 10 minutes has been. Um we've I, been I talking was, about the meaning of life. Are you diet and interesting and, and and you know probably we've been talking about hiking everything. <laughs> so but so since I'm coming from a place of ignorance now, um I, I have to ask this and see if you guys covered it. Um Eric, what do you do as far as student privacy? That's a great question. So um, again, I teach, so I'm, I'm very aware of uh, student privacy issues. And I've also worked on um, several um, projects which have had student data. So a um, couple of things. So first off, um, and every website should be doing this, but um, all data is encrypted uh, as it is in transit. Um, data is encrypted at rest. So basically what that means is that the database has um, uh, an encryption on it. So if somebody um, just kind of got into the server, they wouldn't be able to, uh, all the data would be gobbledygook to them. Okay. Um, the uh, chat GPT itself, people should be aware of this and um, ho hopefully they are from uh, the discussion, but basically what happens is the essay gets sent off to chat GPT. So it gets sent out off to the company to do the processing. So as long as the student doesn't put identifying information on the essay, then you know that inf information doesn't get um, sent off. Um, in addition, um, when you access ChatGPT through something called an API, which basically means a third party like myself, then ChatGPT does not use that data on their training. So anything you type into ChatGPT on the website, they actually use that to improve their models. But if you do it through the API, or again, through a third party like myself, um, that information um, doesn't get kind of thrown into the general mix. So, uh, so do you think they're on the up and up with that? Like, do you think okay. that they're, do you think they're on the up and up with that? I do think they are. I mean, that would be a, a major, major, major lawsuit if they were not. Yeah, okay. So, so does that mean, Eric, that like any, because I, I imagine a lot of people are coming to AI stuff through a variety of ways. I'm thinking about people on their cell phones and 
And, you know, there are a lot of people that just put together like some nonsense platform that's actually ChatGPT, but they kind of, you know, make it look like it's something new and it's really not. But, but you're saying with those programs, even like they're not actually, that information is not actually going to, uh, to open AI. It's, it's staying within whatever um, the developer has created, like, like their particular app or, or website or what have you. Is that what I'm hearing or, or no? Um, so, uh, so that like the, so student uploads essay to yeah. any, or, or any, actually any third party that integrates with OpenAI, um, the data does get sent off to OpenAI, okay. but then OpenAI doesn't take that and use it to then um, trigger it in the model. Okay. 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 And they have that on their website, you know, there, and I have a link to that also on the right. page. Yeah. Well, and in fairness, it would seem to me that they they would be honest about that in the sense of Mike. What was the thing that you were talking about where they had put it up? Oh, was that that they had like the was it ChatGPT that had some or some other program that had like OpenAI had like a grader or a, or a detector? I think it was, and that, and you're like, oh, it's not actually working, so they took it down. Is that OpenAI? OpenAI, like like, we are we can detect right? It. No, we can't. Right, so they took so it down. Just like, and, yeah, just drop it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So they're yeah. trying to do the right thing. It sounds like. Well, it's it's kind of a legal issue. They need to be doing they need to be doing the right thing. If they, if they say that Fair. they're not, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huge like any like um, I don't uh, sell student data, give it to any third parties. That's not really what I'm interested in. I'm right. I'm an educator at heart, um, and um, you know, in terms of privacy, security, I do everything that um, I'm aware of that can be done to basically you know, keep student information safe uh, within right. the context of my application um, and, you know, my server, et cetera, et cetera, and whatever gets sent off to um, OpenAI, again, by their privacy policy, they don't kind of mix stuff around. So as, as long as um, students don't put their own names on the essays, right. then, then that information won't be sent off. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so pretty as locked down as it can be. It's as locked down as it can be. Yeah. I use, um, you know, Amazon, AWS, um, and they have a a very, very strong security um, measures that one, one could put in place. Um, You know, I never share, share passwords. All passwords in my database are hashed, which basically means um, uh, even if somehow somebody could get into the database, they get the, the emails, you can't get anybody's passwords which is very good security um, because a lot of times people use the same password mm-hmm. on a site they're in, which I would not recommend, but yeah. <laughs> people it's do it. Password123, right? One, right. Two, three, right? That's <laughs> oh, wait, how'd you know my password? Cordy12345. <laughs> no, no, mine is SDF, 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 SDF. Right, yeah, right. right. Um, I was going to guess that or blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, so, Pat, you probably have to take, I, I, I missed so much the last 10 minutes, like, well, we were talking uh, a fair and feel free, Eric, to remind me. It's like the end of the week. My brain's becoming emotional all of a sudden. But we, I mean, we were talking about uh, kind of the way that I was using it um, and uh, just some of the, the features uh, on, on my, my essay feedback and uh, just kind of clarifying some things with, with that. So uh, I don't know if there's anything else you want to specify, Eric. But I think the other thing we were just talking about, how you can create your own feedback mm-hmm. or you right. can use, and I went through that process, or you okay. can use... Um, uh, people who are willing to share uh, their uh, feedback, their yeah. types of feedback with other people. Okay. Then um, what? Uh, what's what's kind of next with what? What's your next uh, thing? My essay feedback, or you, or you have other things, other ideas going on, or? 
Um, in general, or? <laughs> I'm going to start a band. This, right? <laughs> I, I, I want to see where this, uh, where this tool goes. I mean, everybody that I've um, introduced it to so far has just been super excited about it. It's been yeah. kind of humbling. I've, I've made, you know, several, um, applications in the past. And I just feel like this one is the first one that people actually have an emotional response to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the first time you get that feedback, it's like, wow, it's, it's a little scary. It's exciting. And, um, you know, I'm kind of excited about that. Um, what I, um, uh, I guess the next stage for me is I'm kind of in waiting mode so that, um, in about a month or two, I, I'm going to meet up with um, or send out an invitation. I'd love to meet up with all the instructors who are currently using it to try to come up with some sort of best practices and what works, what do, what doesn't work. Um, I'm always excited about creating new features. I I really like that. So you know, the other next thing is as people start using it and they say, "Hey, could we have this sort of thing?" Um, then I'll start filling in those details. Well, so um, with that uh, kind of that point, uh, is it correct that that you've been in contact, you're trying to work with Canvas a little bit too, in terms of like integrating there or no? So um, I actually did. So it's totally integrated with Canvas, okay. Blackboard, and Moodle. Right. And um, I just got some, um, I, there, there's a, like a testing, there's a process I need to get it um, hooked up with D2L. So I hope to have that it's uh, D2L Brightspace. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's another, another one of those things. Yeah. It's another one. Yeah. Right. And I hope to have that one um, set up next week. Okay. And for folks who do use the LMS, um, a benefit of that is basically students never even have to go to the um, website. Um, I yeah. see feedback. All they do is they just go into Canvas, mm-hmm. they just go into the assignment and boom, they're logged awesome. in. Um, and all set up, and then there's a great passback. So if if you do do the uh, completed option or even the manual option, when you complete the grade, it gets um, sent back to the LMS. Wow, very right. cool. So I, I think maybe this this is more more for for Pat. It is, we're we're hoping to pilot it. Maybe maybe Pat, you're, you're wanting to jump on it. So maybe you do the web version, and I'll do the the LMS version, and we'll see um we'll see where that goes. Maybe. Um. All right. Uh. I I'm like more excited to try try out this program that i was like before the show like i was excited um i think you've done really fantastic work like i think if it for anyone who teaches writing or deals with writing i think that um feedback and processes like is the most important part and Mm -hmm. and coming from the the english teacher perspective like i think any english teacher like is going to immediately understand the the use of this but as i sit here thinking about it i was like history teachers that write papers you can certainly yeah. put a prompt yeah. in like mm-hmm. yeah. science lab writing like there is a, like the uh, our ap psych teacher like there is there is a lot that can be learned from from your program and so um thank you so much for coming on and, and building something like it's just i i think it's one of those things that's just gonna like make my job a little better a little easier and and serve my students and in a in a in a more individualized way than I can, I can do like, I, it's just all mm-hmm. upside, you know? So thanks a lot, Eric, for, for coming Excellent. on and showing us my essay feedback. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun talking to both of you guys. This is great. All right. Have a good one. All right. You too. All right. That's the show. That was Mr. Eric Keene coming out of Billingham, Washington. 
Check out my essay feedback. It's a cool program for sure. Totally useful. As usual, if you've got AI-friendly friends, educators, anyone interested in AI, please share the show with them. Give us some stars. Like it. Spread it. Check out the Facebook page of Mr. Pat Runs. Catch us on Twitter or X or whatever it's called. Even know. Do you tweet? Do you X? Who knows? Reach out to us on any of those channels where you can drop us a line on Google Form on the RSS feed. Have a great week. See you next time. Bye-bye.